Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day 12 of season 93. First question asks us about the name of a dish that consists of deep fried wontons filled with uh, crustacean meat and cream cheese. Uh, and then goes on to refer to its Burmese provenance <laughs> and just nerfs out the hell that this is Crab Rangoon. Yes. Named after Yangon of Myanmar. Indeed. And is, and, and is just not at all Myanmarese or Burmese or anything you want to call it. I mean, apparently it's not Chinese even. It's, no. you know, it's basically this kind of made up dish from <laughs> a, an American restaurant. Yep. And it's, I would be interested to read some sort of history that explains how like practically every Chinese restaurant seems to offer it. Because mm -hmm. how did that, you know, happen to work? Probably the same way that uh, fortune cookies and chop suey and a bunch of other uh, classic staples of Chinese restaurants uh, spread throughout the U.S. Like one guy liked it and ordered it the next time he was at a Chinese restaurant and they had to make it up too. Well, maybe, I guess. I mean, it, if it hails from Trader Vic's, there's mm. kind of like that leap to Chinese restaurant that yeah. seems like a story in itself. But, you know, I also knew this one cold. This was Crab Rangoon. Um and I, I scored it pretty low for my mm -hmm. opponents, a, a one-pointer for each of them. Yeah, yeah. This is ditto. If you've ever been to a Chinese restaurant, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe if you haven't ever ordered them or been interested in them, that's one thing. But uh, if you've ever had them, they're, they're well. very distinctive, especially because you're kind of like, why is there this dish with cream cheese yeah. in the Chinese food restaurant? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, you know, the... Yep. Dairy is not really so much a thing in in uh, either authentic or Americanized Chinese cuisine. Yep. So, but yes, I, I knew this one as well. And it was Crab Rangoon. Yes. Question two asks us what famous force uh, was defeated in a late 16th century battle at the port of Gravelines? I assumed that... If this was a late 16th century naval battle that we're supposed to care about, it was the defeat of the Spanish Armada. Um, and that's it, basically. I thought that that was, you know, I, I don't know if I could even tell you the history and the context around that. I just figured if it wasn't the, the Spanish Armada that was defeated, then I don't know what's going on in this question at all. <laughs> um, so that's what I put down. Uh, yeah, I... That was my first thought as well. Uh, I, I briefly considered like some other kind of army, like maybe it was an invasion force that was defeated and nothing really landed for me there either. Um, so I just figured, yeah, a famous force must be the Spanish Armada. Mm -hmm. And that was the correct answer. Question three gives us a bunch of names and asks... Uh, what sport they are most closely associated with. Or were most closely associated with. And this oh, okay. is, um, you know, it says a related former former association. Well, um, the the association being like the league, right? 
well, these were the initial names of the divisions, or these were these are uh, the people that right. divisions were named after mm-hmm. uh, in the NHL. When sure. it, uh, I don't know whether it was when it was first formed or later, but at some point there were there was a Norris and a Patrick and a Smythe and a Campbell division or whatever they called the right, the, the, the lower parts of leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later they renamed them, and I think currently it's more geographical oriented as yes, well. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, as soon as I just, I mean, even just Con Smythe would have given me uh, ice hockey. Yeah, that's really what I relied on for my answer to this one, because I don't especially recognize the other names apart from Edward, Prince of Wales, but just because he was the Prince of Wales. Um, And so, but Conn Smythe, I know there's a Conn Smythe trophy in hockey. Um, And so, you know, I I had forgotten that part about, like, I've heard possibly from you uh, or read somewhere before about the divisions you know formerly having these names associated with them instead of being like you know western conference mm-hmm. or yeah. different things like that um and so uh Smythe, what i hadn't quite realized was that that is one person's name i thought that was two last names um i swear i've seen it oh, yeah. hyphenated. like hyphenated yeah. in the trophy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and the trophy name, and maybe that's other people making the same assumption that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, yeah, that that name in particular is is so distinctive and so associated with hockey um, that even I, <laughs> with my uh, sub five hundred uh, sport game sport average, knew that that was the right one to put down. And that was correct. Did you say specifically ice hockey? No, I just said hockey. hockey yeah. I, I thought of that and then thought, eh, I'm going to put ice hockey just because I know I remember previous questions over the last year or so where I said hockey and got credit for it. Mm-hmm. But the correct answer was always ice hockey. So I figured, sure. okay, this is a thing that Thorsten <laughs> uh, is uh, precise about. So I'm going to go with that. There's definitely field hockey mm-hmm. as a thing. Oh, yeah. And so that's, that's fair. Um, I, I believe when I submitted, it said uh, ice in parentheses and then oh, hockey. Right. Hmm. So uh, maybe that was kind of clarified. Hmm. That, was, that was early in the day. And okay. then my confirmation yeah, email there. does not say that. Hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not sure hmm. quite what's going on there. Um, but anyway, that was correct. Question four asks us, uh, what is Puhahonu, which is the world's largest something? Right. Uh, I just figured with a name that sounded so very Polynesian mm-hmm. um, that it was probably a volcano. Um, if it's the world's largest of a certain type of, of that formation, you know, I just think of all those islands being volcanically formed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, that's really that was the extent of my reasoning. I, I thought that if it was some other type of thing, like it, it didn't seem like it was the world's largest island or the world's largest, I don't know what. Um, and so I just thought, yeah, volcano sounds like something that would have that type of name. So that's what I put down. And I don't know if this is the one that, was this the one that erupted near Tonga or no? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, 
So, if it but that, that was sort of in the back of my mind is mm-hmm. just knowing about that eruption probably mm-hmm. kind of cued it up a little bit for me. So I put down volcano. If it were the one near Tonga, it would probably be the world's formerly largest because <laughs> yeah. it blew. It really did. Uh, yeah, I my first thought on this was coral reef because oh. I know obviously there's the Great Barrier Reef by uh-huh. Australia, but like a lot of that has died in the last decade mm. or so. And I thought maybe they'd like discovered one that was like deeper or something, and mm. that's why it was, um, that's why it was you know newly now believed to be the world's largest something. And I thought, well, now I mean, this sounds more Hawaiian than Polynesian, and I, I don't know that uh, the Hawaiian islands are known more for coral, but uh, so let me think of something else. It's like a lava flow, Thorsten asked a lot of question about lava. Maybe it's a lava <laughs> flow. And I feel like that. That's a thing that you wouldn't like say, oh, it's the world's largest of it uh, because it would be temporary. Like there would be, you know, another lava flow or that one would recede oh, or it mm. would, you know, I don't know if you if you would still call it a lava flow after it's cooled down or whatever. Uh, so I tried thinking like archipelagos or island chains or something like that. But mm. like you, I feel like you wouldn't discover a brand new largest archipelago or island <laughs> chain in the world in 2020 true uh it just it never so i just kept coming back to coral reef and thinking yeah you know maybe it's the world's largest living coral uh, assemblage or something like that because i kept keying in on the word formation and thinking okay so it's a bunch of different things it's an it's an agglomeration uh, uh, a combination of things that sort of so i Finally, just said yeah, coral reef, I guess, and I was, I was this was the one I was least confident about on the day. Well, while that's an appropriately depressing uh, mm. answer that you could offer, uh, the correct answer was in fact a shield volcano. Yeah, uh, shield in parentheses, uh, suggesting that volcano itself was mm. also correct. Yeah, I'm still I'm. I won't quibble that it sh- that formation was a bad word. It just didn't. It didn't trigger for me. Yeah. It could be like a single thing. Yeah. Like sure. a volcano or a mountain. I just don't. I, I don't so you're think thinking of, that of it as, as a... like an array of something yeah. kind of. Yeah. That's what I would yeah. think of as a formation. I see why you say that. Yeah. No. You, you were thinking of the Beyonce style of formation, <laughs> right. I yeah. think. Uh, understandable. Question five asks us essentially who was Abelard's counterpart? Yeah, it was Heloise. Yes. Um, this one took me a while because I couldn't remember whether it's Heloise or Eloise. Um, Probably get it right either like way. Pronunciation. I feel like I've heard it either way. I've heard when when it's pronounced, the H is very, very, very quiet, mm-hmm. uh, and the the accents are on the vowels much more than the consonants. Right. Uh, so I finally just kind of bit the bullet and said Heloise with an H. Yeah, I, um, well, I think I just plain knew that it had the H in front, um, but the, just the name Abelard is pretty much a Pavlovian association with Mm -hmm. Eloise. Yep. Uh, or Eloise. And, um, yeah, all the description of, you know, kind of what happened between them, the fact that they later became, you know, kind of ascetics, uh, each in their own way. I just, I didn't need any of that. You should just put down abelard and blank or blank and abelard and i would have i would have known to put heloise because <laughs> they're just very associated for me yep yep 
And that was correct. It was Heloise with an H and an accent over the E and an umlaut on the I or some form of diuresis. I don't know what it is. So I have absolutely no idea how to pronounce that. Yeah, I think in general that H will be pretty swallowed Mm. by the Heloise. Could well be. Question six asks us, uh, what musical and dance style is La Comparsita the most famous uh, example of? Yeah, so this one is probably the one that took me longest on the day um, because, you know, I didn't have sort of an immediate association of, you know, something that's performed in Montevideo, popularized in Buenos Aires. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, what are the different uh, sort of dances I can think of that uh, this could be the most famous one of? And my first thought was flamenco, but I kind of thought, eh, that seems more like Spain than South America. Um, so I thought about the cha-cha, the rumba, merengue. Um, and finally, after a while of kind of mulling some different options, the, the tango came to mind. And that started to sound more correct to me because I thought, you know, is that associated with Argentina? Yeah, I think it, I kind of think it is. I, I don't quite know why I think that. Um, other than it kind of, you know, goes into the same cloud in my head, I guess. Um, and so I also, um, you know, thought a lot about... Um, you know, what would you say is, um, when you're talking about a song and you're saying it's a blank, like it's a certain type of song, um, you know, you're saying that it's, that it's, are, would I say that something is a cha-cha? Not really. Would I say something is a merengue? Not really. Uh, even a flamenco? Maybe. But if you say, oh, that's a tango, then that sounds right to me, that that's like a, it's a, a song in that style that you, you know, do a particular style of dance to. Um, and it just kind of like not all dance steps are sort of a full, uh, at least in my mind, um, something that you would have an iconic exemplar of, or even that you would say, Oh yeah, that's a, you know, a rumba. Um, or that it that a particular song could sort of be the rumba, or I don't know. Um, it, it just kind of that's the one that that sounded the most right to me, and it's such a fuzzy way of you know arriving at an answer like that. Um, but I uh, in fact ended up going with tango just because it sort of you know clicked for me. There's there's. Not a lot of very helpful tips here, except maybe listen to your instincts. Um, so I put down the tango. I put down tango. So I had this one as soon as I saw Buenos Aires. Yeah. Uh, because the the Argentinian dance is the tango. Okay. Um, and I, I, I probably got that locked in uh, more than a decade ago when... Uh, Robert Duvall made a movie called Assassination Tango, <laughs> uh, in which he played a hitman who was in Argentina working on a job and fell in love with the tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a labor of love by Duvall, who is himself a tango aficionado. 
Sure. And so, like, he just wrote and directed and starred in this movie that, you know, made that slightly more interesting than just an old guy goes to Argentina and loves tango. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't know why that movie fixed in my brain the way it did. I didn't even see the movie. I just remember it happening. And it's kind that, of a whole sticky was constellation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as soon as I saw <laughs> Buenos Aires, I figured, oh, well, yeah, clearly this is going to be going to be that because that's just the the dance of Argentina. And uh, I I didn't know how Montevideo fit into it. I thought, well, maybe did Argentina uh, was was that in Argentine territory at the time? I don't know enough about south american history to i know that there's been some movement of borders there even within the last hundred years so maybe at some point that happened uh but no spoiler it, no montevideo has always been uruguayan since there was an mm -hmm. uruguay uh and they just kind of both uh both countries are very into tango and it just happened okay. that this one came out of uruguay uh, and every now and then they get mad because argentina kind of tries to Sneak that, <laughs> that particular song from them, which is, yeah, which is very famous. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I said tango and was very happy with my, my with my answer on that one. Well, for sure, it was the correct answer. Yeah. And if anybody is out there wondering what in the world does this tango sound like, <laughs> it's the one that's used in everything. Yeah. Like I, I didn't know the name of it, so that mm -hmm. didn't you know particularly help me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. If you think of people, you know, kind of dancing cheek to cheek in mm -hmm. that dramatic tango fashion mm -hmm. from any movie that has a scene like that. Yeah. It's it's definitely that yeah. one. I, I, I pulled it up on Wikipedia and played it while we were having lunch discussing yes. the questions <laughs> and just got three notes into it. And Amanda was like, oh, is that that song? Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. that one. So Precisely. That's the one. Uh, and that means I got five, and you... I bearded. Again. Oh, my God. Like, twice in the last three three days, I think? Uh, I've done it three times total this season. And yeah, one, like, on Friday, right? Yeah, one on Friday yeah. on my birthday. So there you go. Recall. I got the hardest to open beer in the world. Seriously. Um, but, yeah, this I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised about this one. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, none of these were... Well... Like I said, Tango is probably the one I was least sure of. Uh, I thought, you know, it seems like a good guess, but it could well be some other dance that I am not as familiar with. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know how well I scored it or anything, but turned out not to matter quite so much. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Well done. Good, good for a Wednesday. So I guess that's it for today. Mm -hmm. um, tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.